Discovering Asian dramas back in 2018 was an enlightening moment for me, and I've never looked back. I enjoy talking about them just as much as watching them, so much so that I decided to create a podcast to chat everything from Chinese to Korean, Japanese to Thai, and everything in between. Welcome to the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything Asian drama. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and in today's episode I'm going to be talking about my drama list, the app. Now you've probably heard me refer to it in previous episodes as MDL and I think it's basically an app that we can use um, to keep track of watch lists, what we're watching, what dramas we're looking forward to and all of that goodness. And um, I really want to cover, you know, um, MDL just because I think most people who are already seasoned, you know, um, watchers of Asian entertainment, they will know what MDL is. But I also, I wanted to take this episode of, you know, MDL and basically use it also to explain and open up a conversation about how I rate my my dramas because one of the features on MDL is that once you finish up a drama, you can mark it as completed and then give it a rating out of 10. Now, I always find really interesting hearing how other people rate their dramas because um, I think two people can basically sit down and have completely different, you know, um, watch experiences from you know one single drama exactly the same drama and one will come out with you know a score of an eight and then the other will come out with a score of a five you know whichever way it may be and I find that really interesting um so I really wanted to just you know give a little bit of background on how I what I found works for me in rating dramas but also I really wanted to open up the conversation and see what you guys think like how do you rate your dramas is it something that you just kind of know straight away what number you're going to give it or is it something that you sort of sat down and thought oh you know if it's in if I feel about it this way I'll give it this rating so I'm going to basically go through how I rate mine and I'm really hoping you guys can come and then just drop me a message on how you rate yours because I'll be really interested to read those comments and start that conversation because I know ratings and like how fans rate dramas aren't necessarily like the be all and end all but I just find you know an interesting topic and also I wanted to take this chance to basically, um, at the end of the episode, I'm going to go through my highest rated dramas on MDL because I think it's dramas mostly that I've watched quite a while ago. And unless I go back and rewatch them, I don't think I'd be able to talk about them on the podcast simply because I don't remember all the details and I don't think I could do them justice enough to do like a full review on them. But I still really want to mention because obviously they're my highest rated dramas for a reason. So if you're interested in that, please stick around. It'll completely be spoiler free. Um, I won't be spoiling any of it. I'll just be going a little bit into each of the dramas that, you know, 
I find, um, you know, that I've rated really highly um, on MDL. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we can uh, open up another conversation and see what you guys like. What are your highest rated dramas? Because I think it, t- it says something about a person's, you know, viewing um, habits, what they rate as the highest dramas. So, also, this episode may get a little bit rambly, but we'll we'll go with it. We'll see how it goes. So, to start off with, my drama list is basically an online platform that contains all sorts of information on Asian content, such as description of dramas, as well as where to watch them. Now, in MDL, you can basically search for dramas if you know the name of the drama or you can do a search for an actor or an actress and see what all of the dramas they've been in and that sort of thing so I find that really helpful that you can search up dramas in two different ways there's also a really cool feature on there that it allows you to follow friends and friends can follow you back or you can just meet new people that share the same interests on there because MDL is literally only used for Asian, you know, um, dramas, Asian variety shows, that sort of thing. You know, there will be people on there that watch the same content as you. Otherwise, they wouldn't, you know, necessarily even know what the app is all about. And I quite enjoy having that uh, because I know that, you know, there will be people on there that enjoy the same content that I do. So I quite like that. However, I don't necessarily use many of these features on there. Um, the main one that I use it for is to track my watching. Now, once you open up MDL, there is a... So you can access MDL on a laptop through their you know website or you can download the app. Now, I will say their app can be such a nightmare sometimes. It's been like a beta app for years now. And it seems to like they they have been working at it for quite a long time. And basically, sometimes it goes a little bit crazy. Um, So if it messes up sometimes, like I've had to delete the app and reinstall it, and then it seems to work again. But I do quite like that, you know, if the app is down, I can typically just jump on, you know, even on my phone, I can open up the website for it and then, you know, have a look at everything on there through that way. Uh, So, but basically on it, you have your personal lists and the personal lists are basically divided into what you're so a currently watching list, a completed list, a on hold list, a dropped list, and a not interested list. Now, MDL will sort of churn out recommendations for you and If you put stuff in the not interested, they will know to not recommend dramas kind of like that. Although that can sometimes not work in your favour. I find that, you know, that's quite a nifty tool. The currently watching one is pretty good because so... If you're watching on any app like, you know, Netflix or Viki or iQIYI, they tend to keep track of which episode you're on. And even like, you know, if you're 10 minutes into the episode or 15 minutes into an episode, 
or at least they should do. That feature can sometimes mess up and I tell you it stresses me out because then you have to go through a whole episode. Does this happen to you? Has this ever happened to you? Where then you're like having to like skip 10 seconds or 30 seconds to find the place you were at. That drives me crazy. I end up watching, you know, re-watching quite a bit sometimes. But basically this is, you know, in your currently watching list, if you keep it up to date, so if you watch an episode and then mark that on the on MDL, you can basically use it to know exactly at what part of the drama you are on. So if ever any of your apps do mess up, um, you know, and you find that you don't know which episode you're on, if you've kept your MDL up to date, then you can just double check that and use that instead. Uh, but on, I find this really useful because I actually use YouTube quite a lot to watch some of my dramas. And obviously, YouTube doesn't quite work like a streaming platform like Netflix or Vicky would. So I find it really useful to remember what episode I'm at um, if, you know, I'm watching it on sites like that that don't necessarily keep track of my watching for me. So I quite like that. Also, um, then you have the completed tab. That's pretty self-explanatory. So basically, you just, you know, mark a drama as completed once you're done with it. And then, you know, you can rate it, write a few comments about it, that sort of thing. Uh, the on hold list is basically any dramas that you kind of started watching and then you sort of like stopped, but you don't want to drop them. You you kind of intend on going back on them. Although I do know some people like will add their dramas to the on hold list to forever live there. They will never come out of on hold. I want, are you like, are you someone like that? Because I am. So I've set myself a challenge. I don't have that many dramas on my on hold list. I think maybe 12. And like between the now, so I'm recording this on in October. So between October and the end of the year, I really, really want to finish that list. Will it happen? I don't know. Maybe do you, would you guys be interested in listening to an episode where I basically tell you the dramas that are on my on hold list and then basically give myself, you know, three months or whatever to finish them. I think that could be an interesting episode. Well, we'll see. What do you guys think? Should I record something like that? Would you be interested in listening to something like that? Because I really do want to clear out my on hold list. And I think if I say that I'm going to record an episode about it because, you know, you guys have asked for it or whatever, whichever it may be, then I I can be held accountable for my words, which sometimes I need. So maybe this is something to think about. But anyways, so that's what your on hold list is. And this one is quite useful because like I said, you know, sometimes you have no clue. You've put a drummer on hold for a few months or whatever, and you have no clue what episode you're on. So I find this tool pretty useful for that. And then just the dropped. I mean, that one's pretty self-explanatory. That's something, you know, dramas that you've sort of, you know, dropped because you don't want to finish them. They're just not for you. So that's what that um on there is 
So, um, on MDL, you can easily basically search up dramas and then place them into these lists. Um, at the end of the year, and this is quite a nifty thing, I quite like MDL doing this, um, they throw a nice little list at you of all you're watching. Um, and basically that includes how many dramas you've watched in that year, as well as which actors and actresses are your top and which genres have you watched the most. Um, I find this feature like is basically one of my favorites. I look forward to the end of the year when MDL basically throws this at us because it's so interesting to see like your basically your year in, you know, dramas. And I find that really interesting because they tell you how many dramas you watched per month and like basically what in that specific month what more, you know, if you wanted to if you watched more rom-com or if you watched more thriller or whichever and I find that really interesting to see like how your year looks through dramas and so I really 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 like that nifty little um feature it's fun basically to see um you're watching uh although MDL does have another little feature which probably isn't as fun well I find it funny but you know it basically adds up every single show that you've ever marked as completed and tells you not only how many shows you've like watched but also how many hours you've spent watching it and I mean for somebody who's been watching them for I think you know uh, uh, much longer than I have I I can just imagine what that amount of time is and then you look at it and you're like oh I've been watching dramas for a while now <laughs> let's put it that way I think mine is up to maybe 600 and something maybe 650 I don't know I don't have the app opened right now um but let me just open it out of curiosity and see where mine is landing so mine's saying that I've watched oh that well that's higher than I was thinking mine says I've watched so and this is in probably you know four years now I think I've been watching Asian dramas it says I've been watching 692 dramas which equals to 10,930 episodes see what I mean about the numbers and then that means I have spent 315 days six hours and 44 minutes watching dramas I mean I mean, I, I don't regret it. Do you know what? I don't regret it a single thing. Uh, maybe only those dramas where I've kind of said I want my hours back. But even those, learning curve, we learn. We have to sometimes watch the bad to get to the good. Uh, but yeah, that's a nifty little feature that they have. Um so, but I know like some people have been watching for a lot longer than I have and their numbers are like crazy not crazy but like they're just high numbers because obviously they've been watching for a lot longer and I always find really interesting to sort of like see what people's numbers are um so basically like I said MDL is the main site I use um but I do think it does actually um have um some setbacks such as like I've mentioned their app is you know it can easily falter sometimes um 
But I think, you know, their online um, site works pretty smoothly. Um, I don't tend to use the online one as often. I do run for the app. And then if the app isn't quite working, what I'll do is I'll type it into my Google search on my phone and then just bring out, you know, the site, you know, the mobile, what they call the mobile site instead of the app. Um, and I use it for that. Uh, so, um my I think my drama list is quite a vast site uh, and I think it's the most popular one uh, for Asian dramas um, you know since a lot of people watch a few different couple of dramas at the same time uh, it's quite easy to keep track of you know what episode you're watching for each drama you know just stuff I've mentioned um, I am definitely one of those people that watches quite a few dramas at a time um, I think if right now my list is quite short like I mentioned I think it was last week or the week before I've just come back from holiday so my list is like pretty short right now and it's a lot shorter because I'm watching a bunch of Chinese and if you're a Chinese drama watcher like you know how hard it is to keep up with Chinese dramas because they blooming release episodes like daily there's one drama that basically started last week and it finishes this saturday and it's because the first day they released six episodes and then two episodes every day until it's finished and i you know that's usually not you know the schedule but some dramas are like that so if you miss like two days that's it you're four episodes down and then you have to you know do a little bit of running to catch up with it and the only reason, now, I used to be the type of person who would watch one drama and then move on, one drama and then move on. And I know there's, you know, quite a few people that are like that. Um, that's just not me anymore. And I think basically that's not me anymore because once I discovered Twitter and Discord and like talking about dramas while they're on air, I became you know, a lover of watching on-air dramas just because I love that chatter. You know, you, you've heard me talk on the podcast. You know, I can probably go on and on and on about dramas. So I really enjoy like that community sense of watching the drama all at the same time and everybody sort of discussing it. And, you know, I, I really, really like that. And I think that's why I became such a fan of watching on-air dramas instead of watching um, dramas that, you know, are already completed it's very rare for me to go back and I find this quite funny I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and she wanted to recommend me a drama and she had kept saying all throughout it was on air you need to watch it you need to watch it and I was like oh I will I'll get round to it fun fact I haven't and I don't know if I will but she basically said to me I know if you don't get to it while it's on air it's going on a forever hold list that you'll never get it out of and yeah I think that's pretty accurate for me um I find that like talking to different people and seeing what they're watching you know um how they watch their dramas is also pretty interesting because I know we're all you know so varied in that sense like some people watch one drama at a time and then move on some people like to binge some people like to watch a couple of episodes and then you know go and watch something else and and I find that really really interesting um like how we watch dramas and everything so yeah that's basically my little 
MDL review. It's going to be a pretty short one. I just wanted, you know, to go through it. Um, I Like I said, I mainly use it to keep track of my currently watching list. And I really look forward to the end of the year, like little numbers and whatnot that they give us. So I do quite enjoy that. So moving on to the second part of this episode, um, I want to go through and talk about like ratings and how I rate my uh, my dramas. So once you've completed a drama on MDL, you can basically rate it from one to ten. Um, to start off this topic, I will say that ratings never offer like a full picture of the drama because drama watching is so personal to each person. Um, ratings can often be high uh, and you might not enjoy that particular drama or vice versa. You may love a drama which is rated quite low. And I find that this has happened to me um, more often than not. Like there are certain dramas that are, you know, rated quite highly and they're just simply not for me. Like I've dropped them or I've it's it's not even they're not even interesting for me um to want to try them and i think that's totally fine i mean so although like ratings are just a part of you know watching dramas not for everyone like i know people that don't rate dramas at all but if that is something that you do mdl does tend to rate dramas like on the higher side and i think also um there's like a um a point that needs to be made is that a lot of people will rate because they really like like an actor or an actress and they want to support that actor or actress regardless of whether the drama is actually good or not. So that's always something to keep in mind. Uh, in, not in mind, in mind. Um, I think to me, like the ultimate thing, it always comes down to personal taste and what we enjoy as individuals. Um I often have this view that if we all enjoyed the same things, um, then drama watching would be as fun. And I think if we can all sort of like respect um, opinions and convey our opinions in a manner that, you know, isn't going to upset the other person in a sense, um, I think, you know, talking about dramas can be a really, really interesting thing. Um, So, yeah. Uh, I do, like I said, I do, however, find that MDL ratings tend to sit on the higher end. Um, But all of this to say that, like, I have my own little criteria uh, for myself uh, when it comes to rating dramas. And this is just like what works for me personally. It might not work for you. But like I said, I really do want to open up a conversation and see, like, how do people rate their dramas? And this is just how I find works best for me. So when I first started watching dramas in 2018, everything felt like really fresh and new. And I would score everything so highly and however with more experience than like the more dramas um I watched I started to change how I rated my dramas um I feel like there are two different types of raters um those who rate dramas according to their feelings uh towards the drama and another set that rate dramas looking at the whole picture like the acting the directing the storytelling so forth um 
So I feel like it's more of a head rating. Uh, like I said, of course, these aren't the only uh, ways to rate things. Ratings are just as personal as drama choices. But I feel like these kind of kept coming up in one way or another when I chatted to people um, about how they rated their dramas. I felt like these two were pretty good ways of rating dramas. So basically, um, I find that... Um, you know, there's often like a feeling drama or what I, you know, not a feeling drama, a feeling rating or what I like to call like a heart rating. And that's basically me just focusing completely um, on, you know, how I felt about the drama. Like, is that drama making me completely hooked on it? Is it making me, you know, um, happy or sad or whichever? Am I feeling the emotions that I'm supposed to be feeling while watching a, the drama? And that's like what, what my heart rating is. And then my head rating is basically like, was the story cohesive? Was the acting good? Were the sets good? Were the clothings good? Now, I am no expert on any of these at all whatsoever. There is um, way more talented people who are, you know, more well-versed in things like that. I will plug Avenue X on YouTube to the nth degree because her mind is, she's so knowledgeable and, and she knows how sets should work and how clothing should work. And I always really appreciate her reviews, actually, uh, for Chinese dramas, just because her knowledge is so, you know, vast on the topic um so yeah so basically i tend to um look a little bit deeper nowadays um at the drama as a whole uh and whether you know um things and i think it's more if things stand out to me so oh you know when i'm watching a drama and i'm like oh that camera work looked really good and i think if it's just like if they show you a different angle that you haven't quite seen before or if that angle of the camera actually adds something to the scene that was things that i never really looked at before and now than like the more i've watched um the more i think i look at it um so nowadays like the ones the scores that I tend to leave on MDL tend to be a mixture but mostly that like my head ratings the ones where I've you know um looked at a little bit closer although I will say my higher rated dramas are probably all heart ratings like it's all like feeling ratings it's nothing of like I haven't looked closely at any of it like, I just love that drama so much that I could not you know give it an, a lower score um so also, I will mention, um, I have a slightly different scale for web dramas. I feel like these stories overall tend to be inferior um, just because they're much lower budget. Therefore, I feel like they need to be rated accordingly. Like, I am not expecting a web drama, especially in Chinese drama land, um, to be, you know, exceptional just because I don't think it's, you know possible their budgets are much lower and you know they have a lot less time to tell a story so I tend to rate these like 
maybe, you know, slightly less. I tend to look at them like slightly less harshly. Of course, there's ones where you're just like, no, I'm sorry, you're a web drama, but this is not acceptable, that sort of thing. And then I will rate them, you know, a lot lower. But for the most part, I tend to be a bit more generous with those just because they are, you know, they are exactly what they are. They are just web dramas and, you know, they're lower on budget and everything. So my scale works like this. Uh, Like I said, MDL, you can score it on 1 to 10. So when I did my little scale, I did that on a 1 to 10 basis. Um, But it can also go up in 0.5 increments. So you can score it, you know, an 8.5. So it goes, you know, 5, 5.5, 6, 6.5, that sort of thing. Um, I think my scale is pretty straightforward. So a 1 to a 4.5. These are the dramas, like, not really even worth mentioning. Uh, Something within these have turned me off completely. Although I finish them, I would never recommend them. Basically, they're bad. Um, And those that I wish I could get my time back on, they're the dramas that for some reason I kept watching. But I got to the end and I was like, I want those hours back. Like, these are not worth it. Why did I watch them? I actually want to do an episode of like dropped dramas. And in that episode, I'm going to talk about... um, you know, the dramas, like my lower rated dramas on MDL. Um, And not to throw any shade on the dramas or anything, because everybody has, you know, different opinions or different tastes. But I think it'll be quite an interesting episode to do. So look out for that one. So then from that one, we go from a five to a seven. And these are dramas that although aren't by any means perfect, they have given me a slight glimpse of hope and um, that have made my time spent watching them uh, like somewhat okay. These are what I like to call somewhat like basically the somewhat okay dramas. So they're not like great or even good but they're just okay like I wouldn't necessarily recommend them but they're not you know so bad as you know that I would you know never mention them or anything like that because these might be the type of dramas that are okay for certain type of people um so from there We then go from 7.5 to 8. And these are the dramas that I find really enjoyable. Like, I enjoyed them, although I may have found little things here and there that are problematic. It didn't um, much take away from my overall enjoyment of the drama. The good dramas... um, They are good dramas and I would recommend them depending on the taste of that person. So these tend to be dramas that I find, um, you know, I've enjoyed watching them. I wouldn't necessarily go back and rewatch. But then again, I don't really rewatch. But if I were to, these aren't the ones that I would grab to rewatch. But I would still recommend them to like certain people if I knew about their taste in dramas and that sort of thing. So then we move to 8.5 to 9. And these are dramas that I really, really enjoyed. However, for one reason or another, there was just something, whether it be with the acting, storytelling or directing that has stopped me from absolutely loving them and giving them like the higher ratings um 
These are the really, you know, good ones that I will happily recommend to uh, the vast majority of people. Um, And yeah. And then just the last little bit, that is, um, it is the 9.5 to 10. These are dramas that like I absolutely loved. They tend to be the dramas that I have mostly watched on air and I have chased after every single new episode. The difference between a 9.5 and an 10 for me isn't very much it may be like a small feeling that made me love that drama just slightly more and uh, the ones that get my 10 are the ones that although they may have flaws I can basically ignore like all of those flaws like to me it's you know um, I love that drama so much that I can ignore completely, you know, all the little mistakes or anything like that. Um, and basically, these are my most highly recommended dramas. Although I know they won't be for everyone's taste, but to me, they're like they tend to be my all-time favorites. Um, so yeah, basically, every time I do a review episode. Um, I want to add both a head rating and a heart rating because on MDL, I just tend to add my, you know, um, tends to be my, you know, head rating. But I do want to give both because sometimes like my head rating is basically like, you know, a seven or a 7.5. And then like my heart rating is like, an 8 or an 8.5 so it can actually quite differ um quite a bit uh but they will always be done to like basically the you know the the scale that I've just uh described uh my heart ratings do tend to be like the much higher ones because they're the ones that you know I can ignore everything um so basically now you know how i rate things um i thought it would just be fun to basically go through and um just tell you what my five highest um rated dramas are on mdl um you know and see what people think and see you know have you watched them have you not watched them like what do you think are they in your top and I'd be really interested if you guys were to you know message me email me whichever I you know I'll leave all the contacts down and like what are your you know higher uh, rated dramas but also how do you think you tend to rate dramas you tend to be a little bit bit more you know realistic with it look at the whole picture or just tend to look at how the drama made you feel that sort of thing I'm really intrigued so please please do you know message me about it and let's get a conversation going about this because I just think it's really interesting in no particular order uh, the dramas that I've written down, and these are literally the only dramas that I have given a 10 out of 10 on MDL. And it tends to be actually heavy, heavily more towards Chinese dramas. I think it's basically just where uh, most of the time I resonate more with. Um, so basically, the first one I've written down is The Untamed, uh, the 2019 drama, and it stars Xiao Zhan and Wang Yibo. Now, it took me forever to watch this drama. 
and a friend of mine kept saying, oh, you know, just check it out. I really, really liked it. And oh my God, when I actually finally watched it, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I binged the heck out of this and it's so well done. There's so many moving parts to it. Um, It is a much longer drama, but and yes, there are some problems with it. But like I said, I just ignored all the problems because I was, you know, so in love with this drama. Um, so I really, really enjoyed that one. And this one does, you know, it has a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, the next one, and now this one's a pretty cool, good one because this is a drama that I recommend most times to a lot of um you know people wanting to start in Chinese dramas yes it's a little bit longer but it is the best like found family drama that I have ever watched and there's quite a few uh, people on the discord server that didn't really watch Chinese dramas that much and then I told you know sort of said try this one and they ended up, you know, now they enjoy Chinese dramas much more. And this is, I think, the drama that kind of started that off. And that is the 2020 drama, Go Ahead. And that one is starring Tan Song Yoon, uh, Song Wei Long and Steven Zhang. And... I tell you what, I just loved this drama so much. I actually have a review episode for this one, so I'm not going to go into any detail at all. Um, I'm going to, you know, talk about it in the review episode, but I just really, really loved it. And The Unchanged, I'm going to talk about that in my BL um episode as well so that's why I'm not going to go into detail about those the next one I have written down is the 2021 uh, Korean drama Move to Heaven and that this one stars um Tan Jong Sang Lee Ji Hoon and Hong Song Ki and this drama I tell you it's the most one of the most emotional dramas I have ever ever watched and it's so well done like it hits you every single episode for me like I'm naturally a crier like I cry anyways I cry at happy endings I cry at sad and like I'm just a crier when it comes to dramas right and this one I cried every single episode but like in a in a cathartic way like it it really made you know that it was heavy topics that are handled in this drama, but it's so well done that, you know, it almost feels like I was getting, you know, a healing journey through the through watching the drama, if that makes sense. So I, I absolutely loved that one. It was one of my favorites from 2021, I think. Um, and I just could not find fault with it. You know, I'm sure there is, but to me, it was perfect for what it is. Um, so it had to go down um, for for that. The next one is a 2020 Korean drama, um, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And this one stars Kim So-hyun, uh, So-ye-ji and Oh Jong-se. And I, another one, like the filming in like the directing in this drama, it is stunning. Like this drama is visually stunning to look at. But then you add in these three actors and it's like, 
a whole other level because it is basically one of those dramas where directing, acting and script writing are all on point and they just work so well together that like I could not help but love this drama. And I know that it isn't perfect. Like there is one thing that I can think about straight away that um, was like slightly problematic and that wasn't like resolved and handled as well but even there even then I'm like I still love this drama so much that I could not give it anything below a 10 because I was chasing this drama every single week like I would come home and it would be the first thing I would watch would be it's okay to not be okay and I just loved it so much like the acting in this drama is phenomenal like I, I highly, highly recommend this one. I don't think if I'll I ever actually do. I did really love it, but I don't know if I'll ever do a review episode on it. Like I said, you know, Korean dramas, there is a bunch of um, other podcasts that do Korean dramas already. And they do it so well that I just think I don't need to go into them. Um, but this is one of those dramas that I definitely, definitely recommend. I really, really loved it. And the next one... I was so surprised that I rated this drama this highly. But once I sat down and finished it, I could not think of anything else to rate it because I just loved it so much. And when I tell you what it is, you be- <laughs> I am not a historical person. Like, historicals, for me, work well in Chinese drama land when they are, you know, shansha or, you know, stuff like that. Not serious historicals, not, you know, bearded man basically, you know, doing politics. That doesn't necessarily work for me. That's not the type of drama I usually tend to go for. But this one, I don't know what the heck it was, but it just, oh, and that is, like, I've just realised, I haven't mentioned, it is the 2021 Korean drama, The Red Sleeve. And this one stars Lee, um, Lee Jun-ho and Lee Lee Se-young. Now, I went into this drama because I'm a huge um, Lee Se-young fan. Like, I love how versatile of an actress she is. I There's not been a lot of dramas, you know. I've watched quite a few with her in it, and I enjoy her every single time. And I enjoy the fact that she plays very different characters. She takes different roles and risks different, you know, uh, acting styles. And I just, I just, you know, really, really like her as an actress. So I went in thinking, you know... Let's just give it a try. It's a historical. We'll see how it goes. And by the end of the first episode, I was like, oh, my God, I love this drama. And it's never really happened to me. Never with a historical. Like, it, historicals just, it takes me a lot longer to get into them. And then I get to the end. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I finished it. It was okay. But there wasn't one where I could think in Korea, you know, in K-drama, where I could think, oh, my God, I absolutely adored that drama. So for the red sleeve, excuse me, for the red sleeve to do that, like that fact alone where I got to the end and I was discussing and I was ready to talk about it more and, you know, every week I would watch the episode and these episodes were long episodes and I've already mentioned, guys, I have a problem with long episodes, but for some reason 
I would sit and I would be enthralled from beginning to end of every single episode. So yeah, this drama had to be a 10. Like some people didn't quite like the ending. Some people wanted different things out of it. it. But I think this was one of those dramas that came and it basically hit everybody slightly differently. But the overall consensus is that it is a really, really good drama. So I had to. Now... Uh, for this one, um, I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I'm putting two dramas in one. Um, and basically, um, I think to me, I've already done a review on this and I think these two are two halves of the same coin. So I always talk about them um, as one drama, but they're not, you know, they're split. And that is one and only and uh, forever and ever. And they are the 2021 Chinese drama uh, starring Bai Lu and Alan Ren. Uh, and like... I I just think these two dramas together are, you know, they go hand in hand. I've already mentioned this in the episode, I think it was two or three episodes ago from this one, um, when I did my One and Only Forever and Ever review, um, that these two just go hand in hand together. They, you know, they're the same characters. It was just a workaround to get through the whole reincarnation thing to get the dramas past censorship. And I think it was done so brilliantly brilliantly well um like i loved it i was tracing every single episode and i think that is the one thing that all of my highest rated dramas have in common is that i am coming home excited and i'm like wanting to get everything out of the way so i can sit down and watch that next episode and not every single drama i watch does that to me and it doesn't mean i'm not enjoying the episode it's just that it's not my you know up there dramas the up there dramas are basically the ones that i run to every single episode and forever and ever and one and only were definitely one of these now i originally said five when i wrote down this script but i cannot in good conscience go out of this episode and not mention it again because I think when we do the end of year episode or you know I might do at the beginning of January just so I can consolidate all of my drama watching from this year but I cannot in good faith go through the episode and go through my favorite you know my top rated dramas and not mention it again and it has to be love between fairy and devil like i absolutely love this drama i think it'll probably i'm saying it now there's still two months left of the year who knows but i think it will probably be my favorite drama for the year and i think it's because it just came so out of left field i mean You've heard it. If you haven't, please go back and check my full review on it because it's very rambly, but I loved doing that episode. And I just loved this drama so, so much. Um, I will forever be grateful for it for, you know, coming at me and being like, look, you don't always know. Give actors and actresses another try. And, you know, sometimes you just don't know. So I I loved, loved that drama. And I don't think I could, you know, 
finish up my I don't think there's any other way for me to finish up my highest rated dramas without mentioning uh, Love Between Fairy and Devil so that's it that's my highest rated dramas on um, MDL um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and like I said do come and chat to me like what are your highest rated dramas and um, which ones do you think are more like of a heart rating or a head rating or if you have like a really specific way you rate dramas please let me know because I'd be really interested in you know reading that or if you just you know throw a number at a drama also let me know because I'll be interested okay um I think that's it for this episode I'll see you next time this has been another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and you can come and chat to me on Instagram at Tea and Soju Pod, or one word, on Twitter, Tea underscore Soju underscore Pod, or on email, Tea and Soju Podcast at gmail.com. I'll leave everything written down in the description notes. See you next time for more Asian Drama Chatter.